You're listening to Art of the Flow. Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is your weekly podcast where we tell our stories of starting and running a float center, providing insights and tips along the way. Let us share our mistakes so you don't have to repeat them. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float. And also join the conversation by leaving us a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. You can visit that site to find show notes, links, and pictures from every episode. We are joined, as always, uh, by Dylan at the Float Shop, Amy from Float Nashville, Lance with the Float Shack in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada, and our special guest today, John McKenzie from the Business Training Hub. John, thanks so much for uh, joining us again for another episode, and uh, we're excited to uh, continue to get your insight on a number of different topics that we've been talking about over these past few weeks. Love. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Love doing these. Before we dive into the episode, I want to hand it over to Dylan to talk about our show sponsors. Thank you, Brian. Uh, first, I just want to give a shout out to FloatAway, of course. They've been with us since the beginning. Uh, they've got a full suite of different options for float tanks. They have the, my goodness, what we own is the FloatAway Tranquility, which we absolutely love, but they also have float cabins. They have uh, open float pools of different styles. They've got a, a lot of different options, and they're all really finely tuned, beautiful machines. So I strongly encourage anybody to check them out. As always, you can check them out at www dot floataway.com and give a shout out to art of the float podcast if we sent you there too and also i want to thank uh, float helm uh, i want to thank float helm for helping our business the float shop so much uh, it's been instrumental in running our business and we don't even fully exploit everything that's available within it um, one one thing that you can do is project management uh, inside of it and that's something that it, it's kind of funny you can do um uh, let, let's say Actually, here, here's an example that came up recently is uh, our LMTs. Uh, they want to be have access to Helm, but uh, they don't necessarily need to know every discussion that we have about LMTs. And that's something that we can cover to particular employees within a particular group. Um, so it's really cool that you can really specify who gets to hear about what type of conversations and just kind of kind of reel it in in that respect. Also, it means my feed isn't fully cluttered if I don't need to know about a particular topic. Uh, mind you, I like to be in every single you know pot, but uh, that means our employees generally don't have to you know see every conversation flowing by. So floathelm.com is where you want to check them out. Thanks, Brian. So uh, I know on the last two episodes, um, you've talked about this disk assessment. And uh, you kept kept teasing us, telling us uh, we'd hear about it in a new episode. Hopefully, this is the one where we get to hear about it. Tell us a little bit about DISC um, and how it comes into play with your coaching clients and how it can benefit um, people's running a business. Okay. Really, there's when I was looking or assessing these uh, a DISC, for instance, versus uh, a Myers-Briggs. Those are the two big ones. And... There's a place for both of them. There's many others, by the way. There's lots of specialty ones out there. But I looked at DISC because people tend to remember uh, the explanation of DISC and how to utilize it better. Um, and there's many DISCs out there. So I chose the one called Everything DISC, and it's from Wiley, which is one of the world's largest publishers. Um, and DISC is... Um, 
as the ac and acronym su uh, suggests, DISC. So if you take a circle and you draw a vertical line through the center and a horizontal line through the center, you've got quadrants. The upper left-hand quadrant is a D, the upper right-hand is an I, the lower, um, yes, the <laughs> lower right-hand is an we'll, S, we'll and the um, <laughs> lower left-hand side is a C. Now, they each mean something. So, for instance, a D on the upper left-hand side is dominant, personality style. So, this is a, a little map on how to read people very, very quickly. I find probably 60% of the owners I deal with have D personality styles, dominant. Um, these are the people that uh, uh, are, are driven. Uh, they love to take action. Uh, they challenge themselves and others. They're motivated by power and authority, competition. They need to win. They need to be successful. Um, which really, if you're starting a business, is really what you want. If you're running a business five years old, maybe not. Um, uh, you'll notice a self-confidence, directness, uh, forcefulness, they take risks. Uh, some of their limitations may be a lack of concern for others, maybe a little impatient, possibly <laughs> a little ins insensitive maybe. Uh, but these are the people that speak in short sentences, pretty clipped. Um, they love to use um, conflict. So if they think you're not understanding them, they'll raise their voice thinking that will make it easier to understand. <laughs> so uh, on the other side of that, hor on um, upper right-hand side is I, and that's called influencers. These are the natural salespeople. That's what is perceived anyways. And I'm there. I'm very close to the line where the D and the I, but I'm an influencer for sure. Uh, and the issue with that is we're relationship-based. So the natural salesperson um, label you put on these people, uh, because we talk a lot. We talk very quickly. You may pick that, hmm. that up. Um, but if somebody says no, we take it personally. That means we, they don't like me. Oh, interesting. Um, so along the same uh, lines, their priorities are providing encouragement, taking action, fostering collaboration. A lot of times they think eyes are cheerleaders and are frivolous a lot of times, uh, motivated by social recognition, group activities, uh, friendly relationships, fears, social rejection, disapproval, loss of influence, being ignored. Uh, you'll notice, damn, we're charming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> enthusiastic and all out. of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Limitations, we tend to be a little impulsive, a little disorganized, mm. and uh, lack maybe some follow through. I've overcome, obviously, most of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, the charm is clearly yes. health. This is your fourth so, episode. <laughs> so those are the D and I, and that's above that horizontal line you drew. And those are both are really fast paced and make decisions very quickly. Uh, on the D side, they're very task-oriented. On the I side, we're very people-oriented. So you go below the line. First of all, all these are equally valuable. There's no bad quadrant at all. Below the line, people tend to be not fast-paced, more reflective. Could you let me think about that? You'll hear. Mm. So the S, for instance, in the lower right side uh, is very people-focused, um, very team-focused. So 
Their priorities are giving support, achieving reliability, enjoying collaboration. Let me talk to the team about this kind of thing. And the Democratic will take a vote. Um, they're motivated by stable environments. Uh, so their arch enemy is a D because Ds shake up environments. Um, they, uh, cooperation and opportunities, uh, fear loss of stability, change, change for sure, uh, loss of harmony, offending others. You'll notice uh, patience, team player, calm approach, good listener, humility, limitations, overly accommodating, tendency to avoid change, indecisiveness. They get a bad label because sometimes S's are thought to be um, opposed to change. That's not true. As long as you explain what the change is and wire it ahead of time, they're on board and they'll really help you make it. But if you walk into a room and say, hey, the world's going to change in an hour, that's probably not a good thing. These are the people also that will help you create a stable environment and retain people. Now, if you go to the other side, below the line, on the left side is a C. And those are the people that are really detail-oriented. Um, and let me think, uh, their fear is being wrong. They don't have to be right, but they don't want to be wrong. Hence, you get the spreadsheet analysis and all of that stuff. Um, so th their priorities really are ensuring objectivity, achieving reliability, challenging assumptions, motivated by opportunities to use expertise, gain knowledge, attention to quality. These are your quality control people. Uh, Fears, criticisms, slipshod methods, being wrong. You'll notice uh, precision analysis, things like that. Overly critical tendencies, overanalyze, isolate themselves sometimes. So the professions that you find the most C's in are really engineering, computer programmers, accountants. Oh, yeah. Those are the people. Now we have a C amongst us I for sure. See that. <laughs> <laughs> but a C with a hell of a personality would be Amy. Um, Could it be Lance in the fur? Oh, oh, Amy. Lance, God. Lance is God. More, more I, am, I am so yeah. C. I am a solid, yeah. solid. But a personality. Oh, my goodness. I just described somebody. This, this is a family show. Come on. I just described somebody. Be careful what you say about this. They call who want to work alone in a closed door office. Amy's got a personality. Um, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> she does. She opens the door. Good once job, in a Amy. While. You do have a personality. Um, so you see, that. that those are the four quadrants that there's almost infinite possibilities in each quadrant, but the more each quadrant is represented in your business, the better your business will be. Can you imagine doing then, without yeah, a, C, like you, a quality control person? That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I find really cool about uh, after we did the disc assessment. Um, this was one of the most powerful tools that we have had in I would say our career because it really helped us get to know uh, Matthew specifically as my business partner. I get I got to see how he perceives the world a bit. Um, um, this this disc has been one of the most uh, powerful tools that I believe um, we have used through the Float Shack because it's really helped Matthew and myself specifically um, learn to get to know one each other or each other on a, a different level. Like I sort of get to see how he perceives the world and how he digests information and how he reacts to things. And he got to see that about me too, um, before getting to know these personalities. Um, I didn't really, I knew people seeing the world 
differently or digested the world around us differently, but I didn't really understand it to the level I understand now. And like, there's those four categories, the D, the I, the C and the S, and you're not locked into any of those, those one categories. I actually bounce between two of them. I'm actually an S I and Matt is, is a C on the far side. So we are actually pretty opposite almost complete well almost completely opposite um but we work really good together once we learned um how to communicate with each other and how to work with each other on a productive level um that's when the magic really started happening between us and i am very still to this day i'm thankful in the business relationship that that we have as, as partners because i see a lot of people going through some rough patches with uh you know having a partnership because it can be very frustrating or <laughs> difficult especially if you don't have the same common goals or visions or um, that's probably something we'll be talking about next. Uh, the word I want to use is alignment. Um, if you're not aligning your visions and you're not communicating properly, um, man, that, that makes running a business that much more difficult. So that was actually our main reason for getting a, a business coach in the first place was to work on our communication. And, and so John said that it's, it's good to have the whole disc covered uh, and so you feel that between you and Matthew, you do have that covered and just a little bit of history. Like, so it, it wasn't necessarily difficult. There's some communication issues, but now that that's been worked out, <clears throat> do you feel more powerful? Well, I know there's a lot in, in what I just said. But. Oh yeah. Well, there's communication issues for sure. And there's, well, I guess what we talked about last episode, time management, that was a huge issue for us. Um, and we, we didn't know what we're doing. This is our first business. We thought we knew <laughs> what we're doing. We can Google and find an answer and you know, do it that way. It's like we were, we were running through a forest, taking all these weird off beaten paths when we can call John, start working with John. And he's like, Hey, I I got this little shortcut over here. You know, I've been down here a few times, come down this path. It's quicker. It's easier. And, you know, never really, you know, doing the work or anything, but giving us the tools and just, you know, showing us that. You know, this is this is how this all operates. You know, you guys you guys think on a different level, you work on a different level, you have different skills and different things. Harness those, use those to your advantage, run with them. It's true, and and they have done a good job with those tools. Um, it, Lance mentioned an important thing: you're not locked into your style where your dot is on on those. Mm-hmm. You can be in any one of those quadrants. What I find, I'll use myself as an example. I'm a very high eye, extremely high eye. And uh, I can be a C. It's very hard for me to be a C. Hmm. But Hmm. in my job, I have to be able to read and analyze financials, for instance. So I I know what I have to do to become a C for about two hours. Uh That's it. (laughs) Then I'm done. And you can tell a person like me in a behaving like a C after about two hours, I have to get up and walk around because that's just, that's my max. Uh, And so I can be a C and I can, I'm really good when I'm there, but that's it. That's my limit. And another thing is partners in life and partners in business tend to partner with their opposites. Not always true, but they tend to. Yeah. I've, I've ran a disc with like everyone, with my girlfriend, with my employees, with my business partners, <laughs> with my old boss, with, <laughs> with everybody. Everybody's ran discs. It, it really helps understand that person and, and get to know how they think. And, 
So the, um, the dis- one thing I was just going to okay. say before we get too far, John, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can change like what you fall under over time. Cause I know um, it's been over a year since I've done a disc. Um, but when Matthew and I d- uh, did this disc, I believe if we were to do this exact same one now, Matthew would be a substantially different letter than he was um, that time. Um, he, you, it can change. I've seen it change, but I think you're just more knowledgeable in your own skin, more comfortable in your um, own skin, that... and accept the fact that you're where you are and utilize it, and also work with Matt and utilize his skills. So, but I've seen people yeah. actually change, but it's usually something really critical in their life. I had one CEO of a company change. He was an S. He had 26 employees. 23 of them were S's. Um, <laughs> they did this, wow. and they all loved it. They did it. And even their accountant was an I, which is like, that shouldn't happen. Um, How funny. And... Um, <laughs> And I went back a year later to do a refresher, and uh, staff, staff churn, uh, they were pretty much, out of 26, I, th- I think they were pretty much evenly distributed amongst all four, uh, th- because they had hired new people, but consciously done discs on them. And they have a contest to see, before the person does the disc, who they are. So it keeps it fresh in their minds. Um, oh, wow. And cool. They, the CEO actually changed. He became a D. Uh, he was just tired of getting beat up because he was an S. All his board of directors were business owners and big corporations. So he used to get beat up on a regular basis. So self-protection, he had to change. <laughs> uh, wow. But that's, it's rare that that happens uh, to that level. Anyways, so uh, you can be anything. So when you're looking at somebody and talking with somebody, Deal with them in the quadrant they are now, not, you know, because that's what you've got to go on. Uh, there's really a bunch of different ones. There's a workplace disc, which I believe Lance and Matt did, and we're going to upgrade that to a management disc. Because when you first started, um, I just wanted to get that done, and they were, didn't have many employees. So uh, Amy's done a management disc, and I think mm-hmm. Dylan... And Brian are going to do management ones. So we're all scheduled to have management discs done. And a management disc, basically, it's uh, uh, the first real page is a narrative on you based on your answers to about 86 questions on a LIPR scale of one to five. So it takes about 20 minutes to half an hour to answer all the questions. But Amy, was your narrative, it's one page. Was it reasonably accurate? Yes. Yes. Uh, scarily so. Like I, I'm not a big fan of. I wasn't a big fan of personality assessments. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, don't gotta be close. But yeah, it was, it was right on. Um, and Mark's was pretty darn close mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and it's not that it was nothing that we didn't really realize, but the great thing about it is once we finished and once we reviewed it with you is not only do we understand what each other were on a different level, but it also gives a lot of information on how to communicate and how to um, how to deal and how to get things done better with the other person. Because I know um, something like this really 
can help save a relationship. In the float industry, there's so many of us who are, are with our spouses or working with our spouses or working with, in my case, Mark is my best friend. Um, we've known each other for a while. And it's kind of it's kind of a tough thing. Uh, and unless you learn how to talk to each other and how to deal with each other in a way that makes sense to them, it's um, being in business with someone that you really care about can be pretty brutal and can tear apart mm -hmm. a relationship. By the way, I did suggest you go back and read the comparison report working with you. So yeah. if you get him next few days looking strangely I, at you. <laughs> it's funny. I just brought those up the other day uh, and, and um, reread mine mm. and his. It's a good thing uh, to so do. They're tools that we definitely need to go back yeah. and, and visit. I can just go sure. through some of the sections. Uh, but we call it a personality profile, but it really isn't. Your personality is everything about you, including your sense of humor. This is more of communication. Um, <coughs> Mm. style analysis or profile anyways when you after you get over the narrative it goes into what you enjoy about managing the motivators and the stressors um, and then it goes right into directing and delegating um, and it talks about your directing and delegating but it also then goes into how you direct and delegate to each one of the quadrants and it's all unique based on your, uh, your basic style and where you are in your narrative. So uh, Amy's will be different than Mark's, for instance. Um, yeah. So it goes through all four quadrants, directing and delegating and how you do it. The next one is uh, motivation and the environment you create. And it goes down, describes what you do uniquely. Um, and then again, motivation and the D style, motivation and the how you motivate the D and the other three. So it goes in, in pretty great detail. What I like to do is say, mm -hmm. pick somebody in your business or, or your personal life and use them as an example to go through. Um, and this for me, I know it, it takes some refreshers, but there, there's a lot to learn here. Um, but when you start to learn different personalities, and you learned how to communicate with them. It could help with a lot of things. It could help save you getting some money when you need to purchase something. It could, uh, uh, you know, help you here and there. When you're higher employees, you can sort of pick out who you think will be best for the position you're looking for. And um, it, it's a lot of work. There's there's a lot to sort of read up on it and get familiar with. But um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of advantage that comes with learning um, how to read personalities. Yep. And it's a life it's a life skill, also. Yeah. It's not just business. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Sure. And it's it seems like one of the greatest benefits like as in any sort of relationships whether that's romantic, business or otherwise, communication is such a huge critical part of making that relationship successful. Um, and so if you are able to effectively and clearly communicate with the people around you, um, certainly I mean from a business perspective, that's going to be hugely valuable. Um for your happiness, employee happiness, and, and other things. Yep. We also do, as an offshoot of this, a comparison report. I call it a working with report. So, so I'll take, uh, let's say, Lance and, and Matthew, and I combine those, those profiles, and I come up with a comparison report that generally formatted like uh, um, Accommodating, accommodating versus strong-willed, and it's on a scale. So how strong-willed are you 
compared to the other person. And it describes um, temperament and describes what we mean by accommodating versus strong-willed. It also says personalized. So uh, let's say Amy versus Mark or Lance versus uh, Matthew, uh, maybe three descriptors of them. And then it says potential roadblocks when working with, potential benefits when working with, and tips for working with. And it goes through um, how many of these categories? One, two, three, four, five, six categories. And they're basically um, accommodating versus strong-willed, uh, careful versus daring, private versus uh, not so private uh, versus outgoing, <laughs> um, skeptical versus accepting, driven versus patient, and calm versus not so much. And it compares them and gives you tips on how to work and yeah. even a summary page. So that even goes that far. And that's why I chose this. There's a leadership version, a management version, a sales version, and a workplace version. So, John, I, I know that one of the other things you do in addition to these disk assessments is in alignment. Um, I know you've spoken with myself and Dylan about that. Um, maybe Lance and Amy have done it as well. Can you talk about that a little bit and what's involved in um, where the benefits are in doing one? Oh, that's um, the first or second thing I do. Well, the first thing I do with a new client is an alignment, get them to fill out it. It's a questionnaire, basically. The second thing I do is the disc. Uh, the alignment makes you think, how many pages? Is it 20? I think somewhere around 20 Something pages. Like that. Yeah. yeah, 21. And it starts with questions like, uh, tell me about your dream. And then it's, what business are you really in? It, Who's your competition and the personal questions and goals and then business. Um, how do you market your stuff? Um, by the end of 20 pages, we've got a set of goals that you really want to accomplish that we then uh, formalize with goals, smart goals. And then we go after them, put timeframes on them and then go after them. So that's the first thing we do, but really it makes you think. Probably the biggest benefit is you've probably never been asked a lot of these questions before. And it makes you think about your business and think about things. Um, there's a SWOT analysis you have to fill out. Um, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Uh, hmm. A personality thing, tell me about your personality, tell me about the goals that you didn't meet, why didn't you meet them, things like that. Uh, so it's pretty intensive and takes a while to do. And I constantly go back and refer to that personally because I wa want to refresh my memory on what you really wanted to accomplish and what you really were in business for. Like, why did you start a business? So yes, the alignment is pretty intense. It's about 20 pages long and it centers you, makes you think about your business, your personal life, and why you were in business. And out of that comes your goals. That's basically and the alignment. What, when you're working with a business partner, or for some people, multiple business partners, um, when you do that as a group, you're allowed to align your goals. So instead of all working to different goals or you know wanting your business to be at certain points or stages at certain times, you can all have that same goal, that same time frame, and collectively work towards that, which is a lot more efficient. I know I believe I've said on the podcast before, and I think I got it from 
from John, but the analogy of two canoes. Um, you have two canoes that are trying to get somewhere, and you know if they're both straight, they're both going to get there. But if one canoe is going right beside and he's to the right one degree, well, the further you go, the further they separate. Um, and they, the one may not reach the, the destination. So it's good to be aligned and have a clear vision of where you want to go and very powerful tool for that. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, I think that's, that's great advice. Um, well, John, thanks so much for being with us. This wraps up our, our last interview with you uh, for now. I'm sure we'll have you on the podcast <laughs> once again sometime in the future. Uh, thanks, as always, to our listeners for listening to this podcast. And happy holidays from all of us here at Art of the Float. We're so excited to see you in 2017. You're listening to Art of the Float. 